Hey, good morning, church. I thought about letting that song play out, but I, then I remembered how long that song is, and it's already 10.05, so uh, hey, we're glad that you are with us this morning. I hope that you uh, are awake and got your uh, pajamas on and just relaxing at home and just enjoying the time together with us here this morning. It, look, Dawn Pruitt just jumped on the screen, and she doesn't even know it. But uh, good morning, Dawn from Arizona. Just know that we are praying for you and your family, and I know that you got it, uh, a lot going on. I know today's message speaks exactly to you, so uh, I'm glad you're hanging out with us this morning. I'm excited to have uh, Judah on here. Uh, I got to find her. I didn't. I didn't mark her. She's Getchell Tribe, right? I've got two. There's too many of you on here. Uh, Jim, help me. Here we go. Start video and unmute her. Judy, you can. There she is. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Can, we, can we hear you? Yes. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. I can hear you. You look great. Hey there, Esther. Hey, Mama. Thank you. Thank support. <laughs> IT. <laughs> Don't I look like it? Okay. <laughs> you're you're the best looking IT person I've seen in a long time. Aw, take it. Don't encourage her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Love you. <laughs> yeah. Hey Judah, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's a good day. It's nice out. Yes, it is. It's going to be a beautiful day today. Maybe a little cloudy, but at least it'll be nice and nice and warm. Hey, thanks for doing this for us this morning. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, I'm gonna like turn my camera off and mute myself and just let you have it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Go for it. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't know this song, uh, welcome to Leavener. It's good to see you. It's good to meet you. Um, just thought we'd start this morning with a little camp song. So, good morning, everyone. Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, I go, I go with you. So I won't be afraid this my come with me. I go with you. Where I go, I go with you. There's a city that calls me by name. There's a city that calls me by name. Yes, as I run this race, I am cheered by the saints. There's a city that calls me by name. Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, I go, I go with you. So I won't be afraid this my moment. Come on, where I go, I go with you. Where I go, I go with you. There's a future that runs through there's a future that runs through my veins, and there's nothing on earth that can stand in the 
is washing over me. Your face is all I seek. You are my everything. Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry to know you all my life. So deep is a washing over me. Your face is all I seek. You are my Jesus Christ, you are my desire. Lord, hear my only cry to know you all my life. away. Drawing close to my grace, and all in my heart is yours. All the fear removed, breathe you in into so powerful just to sing out against that darkness and as a reminder of the one who dwells within you because even when you're alone you're not alone because you have the father the son and the holy spirit on your side so yeah sing this with me Praise you in the mountains and my 
There you go. Nice work, my friend. Thank you. Right. I don't know if you paused or if it glitched, but I thought, oh, she's done. I better get on. And I'm like, I was already saying you did a beautiful job about halfway through your song. No. <laughs> yeah, it glitched. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's all good. Hey, did you happen to see the Timmons video this week? Tim the Timmons? The cast of my cares one where they all sing together. Yeah, his whole his whole family together. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I know that was exciting for him to have all of his kids up there doing that. But if you haven't seen that, I, I highly recommend it. It's a, a great, great video. Man, you're getting a lot of kudos uh this morning on the chat. They uh they love hearing you worship and sing. So mm -hmm. thanks for doing that for us this morning, Judah. Hey, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I was like getting emotional in the last song. I don't know if you can tell. So <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It happens even right there at your front door, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. Right to the left of my front door. <laughs> yep. All right. We love you. Hug your family for us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Love you guys. Love you. See you. Hey, uh, we normally have our prayer time at this time. And so I asked Matt Tully if he was dressed. I think he said that he has uh, at least a shirt on. So hey, Matt, are you there? I am. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I barely see you. I see your big window, bright window. There you oh, go. I'm sorry. Is that better? Ooh. Yeah, that's a little bit better. All right. Yeah. Can you lead us in a word of prayer this morning? I would love to. I don't know what's going on, but I, I think you do. So, the uh, uh, yeah, I, I I'll just say a quick prayer. I mean, I, I, obviously, there's a lot out there, and and uh, we don't need to hear all the prayers. God knows what uh what everyone needs before we even ask. So, the um, I'll just say this, Heavenly Father, we're grateful that we can come boldly before you in our times of need, times of anxiety, uh, times of concern. It's busy in our minds. And we just pray for a peace that passes all understanding. We pray for a, a healing in our nation, physical and spiritual. And Lord, just pray for um, just all of our focus that it would be on you. Um, as I'm grateful for people in Lebanon, 
I've been thinking a lot lately about how Esther had reminded John about that God is the provider for our families. Uh, I'm reminded of Sherry Liam, who said that as we encourage others and constantly encourage others, we'll always be encouraged. I'm grateful for the people that are around us. I'm grateful we can come together and just be reminded of what you've already accomplished and what you are accomplishing in us and through us. And all of that to your glory. Lord, we're just grateful that you have us and you dwell within us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Matt. I got hey, to put you on the spot here. Yeah. Uh, I, I realize that the time together with you and your family has probably been pretty crucial. And uh, obviously it's different than the, than the normal setting. But what about your faith? What in the last month has your faith just, I don't know, seen or experienced or just what is it that you're seeing in the last month? I think, you know, Russ, I, as far as identity, it, I'm grateful to know that. I'm just shocked that I'm not better at the battle in my own mind and how easy it is for me to wake up, grab my phone and look at the news. And um, yesterday morning, I just woke up and grabbed the Bible. And what I did instead is I worked through each of the fruit of the Spirit and really see how God is really the source of that. And as I look at the world right now, I think ultimately what everybody wants is something that's invisible. And, and there was a great video yesterday by the dad, the Duck Dynasty dad. And he said, you know, there's people that don't believe because they don't see God. And he said, you don't see this virus either, but everybody believes in this virus and they see what it does. And he said, with, with God, what you see is the fruit of the spirit in people's lives. And in this season, I do still see fruit from other believers, right? Whether it's study, whether it's this text throughout the week. So it's been a challenge. And like I said, I just think that um, whether it's anxiety or just distraction, uh, I think it's just been a good, I'd say a good challenge to keep my, my eyes on, on Christ. Yeah. So you're still in the battle no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Your uh, Friday morning zoom. I saw a picture from that and it looked like you had a good group of guys there hanging out on Friday morning. They were doing that Friday mornings, eight o'clock. If it fits, I mean, everybody's welcome. It's a very encouraging group of men. So, um, 8 a.m. on Fridays. If you if if I'm not already reaching out to you, let me know. I'd be happy to to get you on that list. It's awesome. Matt, I love you. Love you too, buddy. Have a great day. We'll hug soon, I'm sure. Sounds good. See you, bud. All right, see you. Thank you, Matt. Uh, what a what a great group of people we've got in Levener and uh, Jim today. If just some technical things, if you can't hear me. Uh, you can come on your mic and let me know that my audio went out or something or, and even if this crashes at my house, you'll still be in the zoom room and I'll just have to reconnect. So don't bail out on me if we, we crash, but I pay big bucks for my internet. So we should be okay. Hey, uh, think about this. Think about all that is involved in life today, tomorrow, buying, selling, getting gain, losing, going here, going there. We know that life is made up of people and places and 
activities and goals, days and years. And each of us must make crucial decisions day after day. Apart from the will of God, life is pretty much a mystery. Matt spoke about this Leavener community and the difference that it is. And I believe that when you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and seek to do his will, then all of a sudden life starts to make sense. I don't think that I'm better than other Christians. I don't think that we're better than other churches. I just think that there's a different view and a different perspective that allows us to walk into a pandemic and to be able to continue life in a somewhat normal pace. Because you're taught, you can either listen to the news and statistics or you can listen to the spirit. Even the physical world around you takes on new meaning when you take that perspective. We're in James chapter 4, verse 13. And once again, I believe that God has lined up these passages of Scripture specifically for our day. Come with me now to James chapter 4, verse 13. It says, come now. He's saying, now listen up. This is to a group of Jews who have been displaced, that believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that are learning to live out of their new hearts, learning that they're not under the law, learning that they are to walk by the Spirit rather than their own strength. And they're somewhat puzzled because they're being pressured from the world, society. And now he's trying to gather all of them up. And he says, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. He's literally saying that's in reference to a traveling salesman who settles in one place for a season to make a buck and then moves on to the next. We see it all the time in our society. A beauty salon once defined the term, which is long needed clarification. It said, Permanent waves, guaranteed to last three months. So permanent, it's the quality of lasting three months. Now, keep this in context of James, who's speaking to this unsettled group of people, and they're looking for a home. Just like you're looking for answers in this last month. This is a group of people who are going through a major transition in their lives and trying to figure out how to maneuver through the course. Does it sound familiar? You see, I can sympathize with James here. Maybe it's empathy. Maybe it's sympathy. He's gathering all of his chicks and trying to encourage them through a rough transition. Some of them are doing really well. And others, they're really struggling. But he's writing to a group of people who have at least one thing in common, which is learning how to live out of their new heart. There's a, there's a struggle. This is the struggle that Matt was talking about. Even he, even I go through this struggle to live out, live out of our own will or to live out of God's will. And this is where James is trying to gather them up and say, listen to this. 
you either do it in your own strength or you walk by the spirit in this sense they're creating community among themselves by what they're being taught and what they're believing just as we are right here in this little community of fishers you see i believe community helps us helps us keep focused and grounded just like the friday morning group with matt there's something to say for this a longevity of community we've been together now for 11 years we've invested in people there's value to what we have especially when we come into trying times when you uh hang out with people that have the same heart and the same perspective it greatly impacts your life you, you see even the the companies like home depot and lowe's they get it when disasters happen disaster relief comes in and they all of a sudden pop up home depot stores or lowe's stores but what they do is they stick around because they've gone through a crisis together and they understand community. Even retail stores get that. And then verse 14, he says this, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Man, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you're like a vapor that appears for a little while and vanishes. You see, he's really referring to the vapor that was the morning dew that was on the grass and on the fields. And they clearly understood this in Israel. And even in the wilderness, there was a morning dew. But what James is referring to here is a metaphor. It's man's plans are always tentative. His plans are not his own. Time is not his own. In fact, life is not his own. If we can zoom out on this current situation that we're dealing with, we will see that it most likely makes the history books. But the reality is, most likely in a couple of years, it's already become history. Like, it's in the back of your mind. That doesn't mean that it didn't change the way we did life just a couple of months ago. But we have moved on to a new way of doing things. But still, in the big picture, it's just a blip on the radar screen. Three to four months of quarantine may seem like a huge deal now, but this reboot will not be given much thought after the next reboot. James refers to life being a vapor mist, which is very similar to what Solomon was saying in Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. You, you realize that this week, Anna McCord turns 100 years old. And on Easter Sunday, we went through a whole list of things that she's experienced in her life. There's no, no question that she's seen the ups and downs of life. And her 100 years, which seems like a long time to you and me, is really just a blip on the radar screen. I tried to explain this to a family last night who's on the brink of losing one of their own. It's really hard to see the bigger picture when reality is saying, look right here. Look, this is the issue we're dealing with right now, right here. Their answers will probably more visible 
when they can see the bigger picture as time goes by. Solomon says, Proverbs 27.1, don't boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day might bring. <laughs> Two months ago, who knew that we would be sitting here on Zoom? Not me, that's for sure. And then what did Jesus even teach about this? Look at this parable in Luke chapter 12. Verse 16, it says, then he told them a parable. A rich man's land was very productive. He thought to himself, what should I do since I don't have anywhere to store my crops? I will do this, he said. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and store all my grain and my goods there. Then I'll say to myself, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, enjoy yourself. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life is demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? That's how it is with the one who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. I truly believe that Jesus was talking to the Pharisees at this point. And he was talking about the value, the value of investing in God and trusting him for their needs rather than depending on their own storage. And then Jesus goes on, he said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. As I sit here and read this, I'm looking out my window and seeing my birds, my blue jays and doves and cardinals. It says, consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn. Yet God feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? If then you're not able to do even a little thing, why worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. You realize this is red letters. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, consider how the wild flowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and is thrown in the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you, you of little faith? Don't strive for what you should eat, for what you should drink, and don't be anxious. Hmm. Don't strive for what you should eat and what you should drink, and don't be anxious. For the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock because your father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I think Jesus spoke very clearly to his disciples and it speaks to us today in 2020. James chapter 4, verse 15. 
It says, instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But, that, but as it is, you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. <laughs> you see, the key to avoiding boasting is having a godly perspective. To keep your things, your eyes on things above rather than on things below. Arrogance is mentioned once again. And man's boasting only covers up man's weakness. That's all it does. Paul did not consider the will of God a chain that shackled him. In fact, in other words, it was more of a key that opened the doors and set him free. Verse 17, he says, So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. In other words, these people know the will of God but they choose to do things in their own strength. What is the, what is the will of God? I, I get that question all the time, and I answer it all the time. The will of God is for you to walk by his spirit. It's simply that. The will of God for my life is the same that it is for yours. Simply trust the spirit, listen to the spirit, and be obedient to the spirit. This attitude expresses even more pride than does the first. For the per first person really says to God, I know what you want me to do, but I prefer not to do it. I really know more about this than you do, God. This attitude only sees a small part of the big picture. How does this affect me now? It doesn't allow you to see the bigger picture and how it will affect you 10 years from now or how it will affect generations to follow. This quarantine thing, it's rough. It's rough because I can't see you face to face, can't hug you, but there's been real value to it as well. There's been value that we can slow down. We can actually do some of the things that we've said we've been needing to do for a long time. We can spend time with our family. It may not be physically in the same room, but the potential to have a FaceTime or phone calls to sit, even sit in the quietness. You know how good it is just to have my daughter, Chloe, sitting in the same room with me, not saying anything on FaceTime. She's working. I'm working. But there's value in that. What if 10 years from now, what if 10 years from now, they make a quarantine week a federal holiday in remembrance of us going through this? That'd be awesome. All the businesses just close down for a week and everybody just go home and hang out with family. I've thought about it. It's going to be memorable. The question that James is asking, do you have a selfish perspective or is it a godly perspective? Ephesians 6, 6 says this, don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but as slaves of Christ. Do God's will from your heart. I'm not under the law that was given to Moses, but I am under the law of Christ. I want to do the things that Christ leads me to do. 
How do you do God's will from your heart? There's only one way. You have to know him. Know what he's given you. A new heart. And be obedient to the spirit. That means being able to hear the spirit. Being able to trust the spirit. And then do what the spirit says. Then it takes us into chapter 5, verse 1. It says, come now, you rich people. Weep and wail over the miseries that are coming on you. Now, uh, you, you live here in Hamilton County, most of you. Rich is a relevant term. <laughs> Even have to ask the question, what is rich? In today's definition, it could easily be defined as one without debt. That has changed in the last 50, 60 years. A rich person could be determined by Forbes magazine. A rich person could be determined by material possessions, their house, their cars, their boats, whatever. A rich person could be determined by how they share what they give away. James did not say it was a sin to be rich. Abraham was a wealthy man. Yet he walked with God and was greatly used by God to bless the whole world. James was more concerned about the selfishness of the rich and advised them to weep and to well. Verse 2, he says, Your wealth has rotted and your clothes are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. That's rough. You have stored up treasure in the last days. Look, the pay that you withheld from the workers who mowed your fields cries out, and the outcry of the harvest has reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. Did you see in the news this week where some dude had bought so much toilet paper that he actually tried to return it to the store? And the grocery manager said, no, we're not going to buy that back from you. You shouldn't have done this in the first place, bought so much toilet paper. Now the dude's got so much toilet paper on his hands, he doesn't know what to do with it. Deuteronomy 24, 14 says this. Do not oppress a hired worker who is poor and needy, whether one of your Israelite brothers or one of your resident aliens in a town in your land. In other words, quit worrying about yourself. Take care of others. Verse 5, he says, You have lived luxuriously on the earth and have indulged yourselves. You fatten your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned, you have murdered the righteous who does not resist you. Man, he's speaking some tough words right there. In the scramble for more wealth, the rich use their influ influence in the courts of justice, and in the process, they were guilty of bringing condemnation, even death, to the innocent man who offered no resistance. Innocent man, it's really talking about those who were labeled as the righteous ones, the believers. Though it's probably not referred to as a class of people, but more or less to one individual. What began as an interest in money ended as insensitivity to murder. I look at this last verse today. 
1 Corinthians, Paul says to the church at Corinth, chapter 4, verse 2, in this regard, it is required that managers be found faithful. I don't know if you know how it works here on my end, but obviously people give to Levner as a gift, and they really don't even inquire about how it's spent. Sure, they know that I get a salary from Leather Levener. But do you realize there's a responsibility of being a good steward with the money that's been given to us as a group of people? And in the last eight months, you have, through your giving, supported the local community financially and physically through this whole Corona thing, we've been supporting businesses financially and even physically. We've supported several families in the need of counseling. Those that needed counseling are gonna get it. We've got a great friend in Jeff Picone and uh, we support his ministry. Many of you have spent time with Jeff He's even texted me this morning in conversation. He's a good friend and will continue to support his ministry. We've supported a single mother who has MS and relies on caretakers every day. We've paid an electric bill for a family so they could turn their heat back on in the winter. Look, I'm not boasting about Levener. I'm not boasting about me. I'm boasting about what God's done because he's provided these resources. We've support, supported local businesses that are in need. Sam, several families in financial need. We've supported a couple of ministries inside of Levener that meet physical needs of others in the community. Like literally, we're helping the people that are helping the people. We've supported several people that are on individual missions. We've supported a family that is pursuing ministry, encouraging them to teach from their identity. What I'm saying to you as a pastor, as a shepherd of people, as a steward of the finances is thank you for being faithful. Thank you for, for caring. Thank you for being supportive. Thank you for loving others. And thank you for always taking care of my family. I can't say enough to you for being a part of this community. I love you. I miss you. I want to hug you. And I'm thankful for you. Father, today, um, we realize that all that we have comes from you. And so today, I just ask that you give our people some rest, give them some peace, even give them understanding to some of the questions that they have right now. May we rely on you and following and pursuing your will rather than that of our society and the stuff that we hear on the news. May you overcome all that. May you just take care of our families today. And I pray these things in Jesus' name.
Amen. All right. Well, I got to go like smokes or go put some ribs in the foil for my friends. So did I get everybody? <laughs> Here, I'll unmute everybody. Bye. 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 Somebody's trying to shut off the camera. Come on, Phil. Come on, Phil. Love y'all. I love you. Yeah. We're just going to leave the Tully's camera up all day. Matt, we're off. Matt, we're done. Matt. Yo, Matt, it's over. Turn your camera off. Matt! Matt! <laughs> Are you in the basement, man? What's the deal? All right, Matt, it's all you by yourself. See you, buddy.